You're listening to DraftKings Network. Hey, everybody, before we get to the episode, we just want you to know that today's episode of The Cooligans is brought to you by our friends, Heineken Zero Zero. Correct, right? And, you know, because you can't be in the stadium, you know what? There's a little bit. I don't know if you've been watching the news. But we, <laughs> I haven't, we, Christian. Why? <laughs> Look, Alexis, you can't go to live sporting events. There's a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of delay. It's on pause for a second. Uh, but look, but while you can't be in the stadium uh, cheering for your team, uh, you can win a Heineken 0-0 stadium in a box. Wow. Come on. A stadium in a box. So all you got to do is you got to show how you're cheering by tagging at Heineken underscore US and using hashtag. Hashtag cheers from home and hashtag promo for a chance to win a package featuring beer gear, stadium eats, and a real actual stadium seat. Bro, you can you can watch the MLS's back tournament. You can watch when soccer does return. You can watch it in the actual stadium seat, so you can feel like you're you're right back at your home your home stadium. How amazing is that? You're sitting in a seat just like you would do if you were at the stadium. Now you got to be 21 or over. Okay, so look, for more information, Ooh. visit HeinekenCheersFromHome.com. Heineken 00. Nah, you can. Tonight on The Cool Against, we are talking about the FA Cup and Arsenal's victory against yeah. Chelsea. <laughs> and we look forward to a little UEFA Champions League. That's right. But then we talked to an absolute legend, Michelle Lakers. And I cannot wait for you guys to hear this interview. It's amazing. That <laughs> and more today on The Cool Hi, I'm Michelle Akers, and guess what I did today? I hung out with the Cougars! Yeah, baby! Okay. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> All right, everybody. Let's That's what be- happens when you get a legend on. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. We got it's a it's a more of a legendary yeah, baby. You know? Yeah, dude. I can't just go. I can't come in all week, baby. I gotta <laughs> okay. give you the goods. It's a national stage. Oh, you know? Exactly. Uh, yeah, we are absolutely thrilled about uh, today's show because yeah, you 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 know you know why you tuned in, Michelle Akers, uh, U.S. Soccer legend, uh, will be here talking uh, talking. You know her 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 biopic. Okay, (laughs) you know, we're going to who's playing her in this movie. What happened? Talk to us about horses. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. But again, welcome to the show. Uh, My name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. All right, we are the Cooligans. We are your favorite stand up comedians that host the funniest soccer show that you have ever seen on Fubo TV. That's right. This is the you've ever seen on any channel, bro. Because we're also the gulliest, right? Yeah, it's the gulliest on Fubo TV, okay? Yeah, it's, for uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Us and uh, maybe Gilbert Arenas, okay? Yeah, we, yeah, he gets a little gully too, <laughs> all right? But we'll share the gully. You know what I mean? We'll pass it. We'll pass the gully back and forth. Okay, a little <laughs> hot, hot potato gully. Anyway, a little hot, uh, hot gully. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? We should start today uh, real quick, at least uh, recapping what happened uh, in England over uh, over the weekend. Yes, uh, Arsenal won the FA Cup against but say, Chelsea. You need to, you need to say, come on now, no, say I, it so the people in the back can hear you. Nah, man, nah, I don't, I don't care like that. <laughs> oh, okay, well then I'll say it, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you heard Christian, but Arsenal won their fourteenth record-breaking fourteenth FA Cup against. Chelsea, who beat them in 2017, okay? That's right. Uh, in the same competition, the same final. Also beat so, them in, uh, in the Europa League final as well. 
All right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, okay, we beat Chelsea. We won the 14th Africa. The worst season since 1995-1996. And yet we still ended with a trophy. What's up, Tottenham? <laughs> okay, yeah, Alexis always reminding those uh, those spuds, as they yep. say. Trophy-less uh, Mourinho. <laughs> uh, but, but no, the, the, let's, let's talk about the game real quick because uh, now, you know, obviously – Christian Pulisic, uh, darling of uh, U.S. soccer at the Bruh, moment, <laughs> cut a, cut Arsenal up. <laughs> he did do that. Uh, he 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 is. He's. It's easy to just say, like uh, you know, he is Chelsea's best player, right? I mean, that, that's not a crazy statement. You you can make you can make an argument for a couple of players to be their best player, but their most dangerous attacking option has the ability to carry the team solely on their back. Yeah. That's Christian Pulisic. And that, my friends, is an American. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it is uh, uh, weird to, to, to say that about uh, a Premier League player. Uh, to say that an American on a Premier League team is the best player, but... Uh, unfortunately, he was injured. Uh, he uh, uh, pulled the hamstring. Uh, it, this is uh, I, I, who else? Uh, uh, Aspilicueta also Aspilicueta, ha- yeah. uh, had a hamstring injury. Just like I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the the, the restart, the restart the COVID, or yeah. just whatever. I don't know. They also Co- play a lot I, of games. Does COVID attack very... your hamstrings? Because I'm I'm going to say that's another symptom. Okay, you know, <laughs> you heard a COVID toe. Now we got COVID hammy. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, you hate uh, to see it when, it, you know, like uh, Chelsea, I thought if, if Christian Pulisic and Aspilicueta are still stay in this game, I think Chelsea wins this game. I don't know okay, about you. Well, I mean, first of all, there's no need to even do that, okay? <laughs> because the cup is slightly broken. No, Thank yeah, you, Obama Yang. Obama Yang was about he did his thing. I'm not taking anything away from it, but I, he I reminded me of a little bit of Ian Wright, a little bit of Thierry Henry, uh, with that 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 goal where he just kind of scooted it back to his left foot yeah. with his weaker foot and just chipped it over the keeper. I mean, it's gorgeous. Take nothing away from Christian Pulisic, probably the goal of the match until the Obama uh, the Obama Yang goal, the the play of the match, just absolutely incredible and. I you know when you you watch it as an American Arsenal fan you're like damn but yeah you know when, yeah, when yeah. Pulisic scores but then even I was I even said this on Twitter I'm like all right dude you scored now let us win you know what I mean America looks good now <laughs> Arsenal can look good everybody it yeah it was the best of both worlds we uh, shake hands we no, good you guys got your goal because no. it it really did feel like if uh, Arsenal lost this game then you know uh, Obama Yang possibly resigning with Arsenal is is. He put in even Probably more Probably not going to happen. Also, other players. This gives us an opportunity. Now we're we're automatically in the group stages uh, and in the uh, in the knockout stages for Europa. And now also Tottenham has to qualify. Which is yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you're in in the playoff. Anyway, whatever in the Europa God League bless. playoff. Anyway, but I just want to give a quick shout out. Shout out to Fort Madison. I just got uh, picked up this kit, uh, which uh, raised money for an LGBT charity. I and mean, you're wearing the Richmond Kickers. It's the Henny Derby. Henny Derby this That's weekend. Right. Uh, so make sure you tune in t- uh, to that because it's going to be a-, a fun game. All right, so uh, we have Michelle Akers. Wow. Uh, obviously, 99er U.S. soccer legend uh, joining us next. So please come right back. 
Everybody, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We want to bring you the word from one of our sponsors, Us and You. That's right. You being Gully Squad. Thank <laughs> you, you right so- now listening. <laughs> you, all of you, yes, you've, uh, uh, you've contributed to this marketing campaign. That's right. Thank you so much. And if you're listening and you're not in Gully Squad, I'm not going to say it's not thanks to you. I think you already know that. But you can. This can be thanks to you. All you got to do is join Gully Squad. It's mad simple. You know it, what I mean? Because what yeah. happens is you join Gully Squad, and guess what happens? We show up at your house. We say, we don't care about the quarantine, you know what I mean? <laughs> we show up at your house and we say, yo, thank you. And then that's it. We leave. It's very odd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we break lockdown rules. Uh, that's how committed to you we are. All uh-huh. right. <laughs> you, where, where you live in Europe? Be there in a few hours, my guy. <laughs> okay. Yo, Boris, open up the borders. <laughs> yo, Latvia? All right. <laughs> I might have to use points, but we're going to get there. <laughs> okay. We're, I've, uh, we're, Unbrexiting right now. <laughs> I, yo, we we've right. decided. <laughs> we here. What's good? Is this Europe or not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes, uh, join Gully Squad. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, awesome. Uh, Perks and privileges. Obviously, we have a. a I like a, the hesitation you put on perks, man. Even <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, what do we got?" <laughs> we got you can uh, obviously the the, the the our Slack channel, uh, our birthday parties, dope Zoom Zoom hangouts. Uh, it, it has it has it all. So yeah, and pins and and pop sockets and you know uh, cool stuff. It's just one of those things like, yo, you're supporting us. Uh, it doesn't matter the level. You're gonna get some dope perks. You're gonna get a chance at exclusive content. You're gonna get a chance to hang out chat with us and yo like the slack channel it's almost like just a big group chat there's like people sharing food to do on the road once we get back on the road people sharing pictures of the food they're cooking while they're on quarantine people sharing pictures of pizza and i'm roasting it we do other stuff than food don't we christian <laughs> <laughs> yeah a little bit i mean look there's uh, people sharing uh, music that they enjoy it's, it's its own community of of soccer fans that uh, appreciate comedy and appreciate other things in life that they can uh, share with each other uh and it's really growing into something that's that's organic that is not really about christian and alexis and it's beautiful to see so i know it's bothering me it should constantly (laughs) be about us but also they get a chance to to be a part of the show when we have guests we ask them what questions should we ask when we say those are gully squad questions yo those are questions directly from that slack channel from gully squad so if you're a member of the gully squad and you're not in the slack channel get on that what are you doing there's not a lot of you there's like a few of you that haven't like there's a few there's almost like i think maybe Thirty or forty people that are not in the Slack channel. It's that- what a handful of people! <laughs> Come on, get in here, get in there. Uh, so yeah, again, go to soccercooligans.com, click on the Join Gully Squad button, and uh, and get on board, man, because you're missing out. Hell yeah, soccercooligans.com/slash/gullysquad. All right, baby, we're back on the Cooligans Living Room FC, and I mean, look, we've had we've had some big guests on our show. We have right, but it's rare that we get. An OG goat on our show. <laughs> I mean, talk about, right. talk about kicking the door open for an entire segment of sports. I mean, this person, she didn't just kick the door. She scored a, a top-in goal, and that broke the door down. I'm as no. excited as I've been for a long time, Christian. Absolutely uh, honored. Uh, I, I'm excited about uh, today's guest. Just yeah, it, it's it's rare that we get to you know be face to face with a legend. Uh, I mean, so this is so let's go. I mean, you, if you don't oh. know who this person is, hit pause. Okay, <laughs> Google, <laughs> and then come back because I mean, when when I think of 
U.S. Women's Soccer, this name has to be first, if not at least second, that comes to mind. Because, I mean, just amazing stuff. Broke the door open. And the only reason that women's soccer is as big as it is today is because of the, the, the fact that the sport was carried on this person's back. You know her. <laughs> you love her. U.S. Women's National Team. U.S. Soccer. Soccer legend. Michelle Akers, everybody! <laughs> Hi, guys. Michelle, thanks. I'm pumped to be here. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. This is, uh, look, I'm, I'm a little nervous, I'll be honest, because this is, uh, you know, we've we've uh, met a bunch of people in, in U.S. soccer. You know, we're, we're again, we're both stand-up comedians. We've gone to, like, uh, different events, whether it was the, at the U.S. Soccer Hall of Fame, and, you 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 know, sometimes you get starstruck cool. meeting the Pinos of the world, meeting the Kriegers of the yeah. world. Uh, but this is when it comes to uh, people who had a, 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 a just an, a giant contribution to the sport and a in the United impression. Yes. And, and who, who is also <laughs> an inspiration to so many people and, and, and so many people who played the game as well. Uh, I mean, Michelle Akers is, is, is that name. So, I mean, I guess the first question uh, to you is, is first, it's not even a question. Just thank you for being here for, for legitimizing this programming. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. No, it's, I'm nervous to be with you guys. Who does this? Like, what person legitimately goes on with two comedians? I like that is I don't know. Is that smart? It just seems like I'm setting myself up to just you know be you know taken out at the knees. I think that's what coaches were saying to their defenders before playing you. To be careful. why are we doing this? Is there a reason you saw what she could do out there, right, guys? I mean, should we just go home? But look, there's so much I want to talk about. But first, I, I obviously you are uh, one of the 99ers. That's why a lot of people, uh, yeah. and when it, when it comes to how the the game is kind of marketed uh, nowadays, um, people refer to you and and that team. But I'm curious about yeah. uh, the time before 1999. Obviously, there soccer did yeah. exist. But what did it look like for women's soccer? Because I've I've heard so many different stories about just uh, how difficult it was for it to just be legitimate, uh, legitimized. Uh, yeah. so, but what was it like for you being a part? Because I know you were part of, of the, the 80, 85 team, right? So uh, Yeah, I was. What was it like back then uh, for you? Yeah. So it's that's it's sort of it's an interesting question because um, to me doing this the first team was in 1985. Um, the first coach was Mike Ryan. We had a, our first team played in Italy in this tournament, uh, and um, we I scored the first goal. I, I mean, it, so for the U.S. So it's just um, so I didn't even know what a national team was that. And, you know, other people did. I'm just saying I didn't. So I don't know. I must have been living in the basement for a long time before that or something. So when when I got, oh, I got invited to go play for the United States national team and our, our, our camp is in New York. And then we're going to, if you make the team, you go to Italy to play. I was just like, great. And so I just thought I was, I don't know what I, I mean, I was just going on. And we would go to Italy. I never questioned whether I would make it or not. I had no idea. And um, it wasn't like we were outfitted in red, white, and blue and the Mac Daddy sweet gear the current USA teams have. 
wasn't at all like that. And we wore men's uniforms. Um, we had to literally sew on some USA patches. Um, our coach, Mike Ryan, he was from Ireland and he was so like pissed at us that we didn't get that we were playing for the USA. Yeah, and there's yeah. a, an immense <laughs> national pride about this and seriousness about it. Um, we, you know, mostly we were thinking we're, we're just going to kick ass. So, but we didn't get the USA thing. So he had a stand at practice in the middle of the a field and, and, and yell the, the national anthem. He's be proud of it. You know, and he was one of those guys when they're talking and getting all intense, there's frothing. And so we were like, Oh, Oh, shit. you know, just yelling as loud as we could. So that was kind of like my man, this isn't just playing soccer. It's playing for the USA. Um, and so it was like opening the door for in many ways, not even, you know, from recognizing, Oh my God, this is playing for the USA. And then, and then trying, and then after that, it was, yeah, I think your coach is back. I think, I think they're singing. Yes. I didn't sing it good enough. Standing first of all. So, um, yeah. So the, you know, ever since then it was kind of, discovering what the U, what the U, uh, national team was, what it means. But then um, when Ants and Dorrance came on board, it was, you know, creating the team we wanted, creating the USA team um, that, that we wanted to, to be. Um, number one, winning and killing every team we played uh, and, and becoming best, you know, be the best in the world. Um, Best, the best players on the best team in the world, bar none. We, we, and we wanted everyone to think what you were just saying. What in the world are we stepping out on this field for against this team? We should go home right now. <laughs> so that, you know, the mentality was there. We just had to build the rest. And, and then that 99 World Cup was about gathering in the, the, the country and the world to show this is a legitimate sport and corporately, nationally, athletically, sports in all ways, uh, we should all be on board uh, a major um, accomplishment, a major event, a major sport to be a part of. Cooligan's Living Room FC with the legend, okay? <laughs> the absolute legend, Michelle Akers. We're, no, no, we're shocked she she agreed to do the show. Now, okay? Uh, Michelle, I, I begged you. You can tell him I begged you. Yeah, Come on. I mean, weeks. Uh, you know? uh, when, when we look at where American soccer for or for the U.S. women's national team started, as you mentioned, you know, not sewing your own patches, not even sure uh, what the national team even meant. Um, when I when I think back to that, I wonder, as someone who played soccer and so incredibly well enough to to go into the women's national team, what was your goal at that point? Like, what was the landscape of soccer for a young girl? And how different yeah. is it today? Because I'm assuming, if, I'm assuming most young women that are playing soccer at a high level are looking up to the national team and saying, that's what I want. You know, we've interviewed yeah. Ashley Sanchez and, and Mo, uh, Mallory Pugh, and they all said, like, they wanted to be on the national team. What did yeah. you want? What was your goal? Yeah. I, okay, this is, you guys, this is how, like, um, sort of, I don't know if I'm, like, you know, incredibly brilliant or deranged. <laughs> so I, as a... They're usually we, pretty close. <laughs> I, I kind of am thinking it's a nice blend. Um, I 
just thought I it would like I I had this is crazy in high school when I was like a sophomore. I'm I'm going to be on the best team in the world. I'm I'm going to be the best player in the world. I'm going to play in the Olympics. Uh, I I said all these. Th- I'm play professionally. There there was nothing. Okay, I don't know where that, but I <laughs> just thought it would be there uh, when I was ready. So I it was just like the sun will come up that this stuff will be there when I was ready to yeah. play. So, um, did you manifest an entire sport? <laughs> Just an entire league. Right. <laughs> but, yes. But Anson, this is cool because Anson, um, uh, he has said, you know, he was the one who envisioned the U S national team as being the best in the world. And we can do this. And so he envisioned that without, any support from U.S. soccer. So we, we hardly had a schedule. We had no money. There was nothing. There's no pro league, nothing there to develop players. But he he had this idea. And then all these players, sort of these people scattered across the country, also had that same vision. So it was sort of, a, a you know, in the stars, right? It was like these crazy people all got together with the same idea, same vision in mind. And and then Anson just like started it. And then we just followed and kicked ass and kept getting better and better and, and, and brought more people into the fold and it, it exploded. So the fact that like Pew could have that dream and like, just be like, yeah, that's where I'm going. Um, I had the same feeling, just there was nothing there when I was yeah. saying that. <laughs> Yours was a bit more of a leap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like my dad was like, what are you even doing, Michelle? That's not a thing. You know, you, get, you should be going to school to get a yeah. job. And I was like, I'm and well, you know, tech, he wasn't he wasn't wrong technically, right? It wasn't he was so right. <laughs> uh, yeah. but you know, but thank you for pushing forward. I I, I, w- <laughs> I read um, uh, the national team uh, from uh, Caitlin Murray, uh, which uh, talks about you uh, uh, a bunch. And uh, one thing I learned about, and which is why I'm wearing this uh, Umbro hat, is because oh, you were wow. you had signed. Um, I believe you were the first to sign an endorsement deal um, uh, with yeah. with Umbro and. And I don't know exactly how accurate it was as far as your preparation for like preparation financially, because I know a lot of players had to have other jobs and things like that. Uh, but it seemed like you were pretty level headed. And and then and then as part as far as having this deal, what did this mean for you? And, and how 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 did it make it seem much more serious that, oh, I can just play soccer and do nothing else? Yeah. Um, again, I just assumed I would just be playing soccer and do nothing else. So <laughs> I don't know if that's a level-headed person or what. So like planning? No, I just knew. Yeah. Eventually, someone yeah. was going to give me money. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, of course, right? I okay. So we qualified for the um, the World Cup uh, in Haiti. There's a World Cup qualifying tournament. We won. Then then. The World Cup was like three months later uh, in China after. And then so right after we won that qualifying tournament, I went and spoke to and I, I, you guys. And I was so shy and public speaking was like horrifying. But I, I was like, I have this opportunity to help my team. So I went and spoke at as this SICA, S-I-C-A, uh, Soccer Industries Council of America. 
and U.S. soccer was there, Umbro people, all the industries in soccer were there. And I said, look, we just qualified for the World Cup. We're going to win. Um, please support us. We don't get paid. We have no money. People are living with their parents. You know, we don't. How how will we do this if we don't get more support? Well, one of the guys in the audience was this was Mick Hoban, who played especially in Scotland for the Portland Timbers, and he was like he had been head of Nike, Adidas, everywhere. And now he was with Umbro. You heard me speak, and um, gave me his card and said, "Let's talk." Is going to be something in soccer, and so he he set up that deal, and they flew me in and um, to Umbro in Greenville, South Carolina, their headquarters, and there this big meeting, and oh my God, I was sitting there, you know, freaking out because of all, it was going really fast, and and then uh, Pele goes and he's standing up there, and he's like, "Hooray!" And I, I'm I'm like, "Oh my God, that's Pele!" And then and then they said he said, "Yeah," and then there's this you know, a little girl who had a dream and now she's going to, you know, fulfill her dream. And she's with us right now, Michelle Lakers. And they were like, go up there. And I was like, no. <laughs> Get Pelé off and then I'll go up there. <laughs> yeah. No, I wish. I was like, oh my God. So he helped me. Like Umbro set that, this platform up for me to, um, you know, promote women's soccer worldwide and thankfully we won the world cup and and then you know i got to spend time with paley who also helped me so much and you know really big role model and how how to use um the opportunity to further the sport and so then you know nike jumps in then they just you know snowballed from there so it was really yeah. uh amazing and there's no one no one was telling me how to do it except for uh, mick hoban and a couple people at but it, uh, at Umbro, so. it's, yeah, it's not bad to have uh, Pelé as a mentor. Yeah, okay? yeah. that's no, not, I, <laughs> not too shabby. Not bad. I mean, <laughs> yeah, not not bad. Somebody <laughs> giving us advice, it wouldn't be bad. <laughs> I oh, oh my god, I remember sitting next to him and I was we, he was like talking to me like this. I was looking at him and I was in my head. I'm just going, he's talking to me right now. He's talking to me right now. I have no idea what he's saying. So. Uh, uh, Michelle, one of the other things that I uh, really enjoyed about uh, Caitlin Murray's book was the, the, the your nickname because your nickname was uh, apparently Mufasa. I did not, yeah. I was not aware of this <laughs> when I was a young child. And then obviously, yeah. <laughs> super cool. Obviously, your, your hair is uh, is iconic, right? I mean, it, it's it a is, shame uh, you're wearing a hat, Christian, because you kind of are honoring Michelle oh. <laughs> Lakers. With, oh, yeah. nice. We, we've I both decided my... not to cut our hair during the quarantine. I <laughs> haven't either, you guys. Christian is growing I'm... out a, 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 like, I love a, a 1995 Michelle <laughs> right now and it is glorious. i'm getting there i'm getting there uh but i, I did want to ask about this in particular because we we got a couple questions from some of our fans uh the gully squad shout out to gully squad our that's our supporters group right uh who had who had asked specifically about your hair we got a question from emily gertis and nick synth but the uh what was it, it you, you were a person who who never uh put their hair up uh yeah. and everybody goes and, ponytail uh, uh, and a lot of people would, would say, like, you can't even play with your hair going yeah. in your face, whatever. You didn't care. You you managed to go through it. Um, what was that? What was uh, a factor of that decision, or did it was it not ever an issue for you? I just hate getting haircuts. Okay, <laughs> that's it. I don't know. 
Um, I love your attitude. Just, yeah. <laughs> Getting haircuts. Like, and, yeah, I, oh, my God. So I'm going to do it. <laughs> so I'm not going to do that. It's amazing. <laughs> Brandy Justine was like constantly, Mufasa, just put it in a ponytail. I was like, hell no, stop touching me. Get off me. Like, right? Um, so, yeah, there. I don't know. I just didn't like that. It wasn't me. And um, I seriously, I did. I do not like getting haircuts. You should see my dad. Okay. I guess the apple doesn't fall far from the tree on that, but yeah. It's so I, the COVID thing, I haven't got a haircut. It's, it's driving me crazy. And I, my, I, I'm about to, sh- like, I, I am so close to either to just, Buzz yeah. cutting it off. I would I would actually just love to witness you getting a haircut and being like mean to the, the hairdresser, you know, being like frustrated. Like get can you grab this up? I'm trying to go back to my horses. Is there you a know? way you could do this without oh my God. me? <laughs> and also do you mind the dogs panting in the background? <laughs> that has to all be a thing. It's so, all there. Actually, yeah. I had another question about uh, your playing career, and this comes from uh Val Pashal. Uh she wanted to know how are you able to manage playing at such an elite level with chronic fatigue syndrome? And when did you realize yeah. you had it, which is maybe something um that she uh you know experiences herself? Yeah, um yeah. I I realized I had like I realized it. I was having just crushing fatigue, like, and, and feeling like I had the flu. Um, you know, so you'll, you know, when you like, God, I kind of don't feel good. And then boom, it, the flu runs you over like a truck. Well, that's kind of what happened to me. It's, but it didn't go away. And I just was like, oh, I couldn't rise above. And so finally, after weeks and weeks and it's getting worse. I went to the doctor and it became, became a process in finding out what in the world was going on. And so one of the diagnoses was chronic fatigue syndrome. I, I still uh, am not sure that was it um, because I had other health issues diagnosed along the way, like a low blood pressure disorder. It's called neurally mediated hypotension, the orthostatic blood pressure thing. And, and I couldn't take the drugs needed for that because it was a banned substance. Yeah. Uh, for U.S. soccer. So, um, so, and you know, I've had in my career, I had probably, I don't even know now I had about 30 knee surgeries. Um, I broke my face, you know, my, the orbit and my nose and cheekbone and had, you know, that, so I, you know, it wasn't just the, the chronic fatigue or or what, whatever it was. Um, it was tons of injuries. And so how do I, how did I deal with that? Um, I managed what I could and, um, I was so focused on, can I contribute to my team, uh, being, being so limited. And then my, my coach, Tony DeChico at the time, he and Anson for a short period, um, they kind of gave me the leeway to rehab the injuries and then come back because every time I came back, I was better. Um, and I, I never disappointed them. And so I had some freedom there. And then the chronic fatigue, we, we managed what we could. I played as long as I could and as best I could. And he took a team around me um, in that holding midi position. So I could play to my strengths and still contribute um, on the field. And so if it wasn't for him, I, you know, I probably wouldn't have been able to continue my career. Um, and the support of my team was amazing. So, and you know, what? it just took a lot of guts. I just, I really, really wanted to play. I loved 
playing. I loved being on that team. And so when you love something that much, it seems set the other stuff aside and focus on that carries you um, in the direction of that, you know, the, the passion or the love that you have. And so that's what I did. Was yeah. it frustrating becoming a, uh, an attacking midfielder? Because as a comedian, it's hard for me to write a joke for someone else because I'm like, that's huh. not how I would do it. So when you pass a ball to a striker and they miss, are you like, come on? You know? <laughs> yeah, Here's come what on. I would have done. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, well, I was I was a midi at first, and then I was a striker, uh, which I hated being a striker. Um, and then I got put back into midi and then holding midi. So um, I knew the job, right? I knew what was supposed to what, what there. Thankfully, most times I gave someone the ball, they you know, were badass, right? That that my team we were badass. So. Um, I did my part and I was like, okay, you got it. And so I didn't have to really worry that they were going to shank it or do something stupid because my God, if you give the ball to me a ham or, uh, you know, anybody like that up front, it's sort of like, I, well, I might as well get out my lounge chair and just let her go and watch. Right. <laughs> just turn right. around. Uh, so it, you know, it's going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here you go. Okay, bye. <laughs> the, it is uh, just it, that uh, story, that description of just all the things that you went through is, is pretty inspiring given the, the I mean, there's so many, there were, there were so many issues behind the scenes uh, yeah. with us soccer kind of, when it, whether it came to pay or scheduling or, or, or resources uh, and things like that, what, is, is that really what was required, like that, that passion for the game to kind of not necessarily look past those other yeah. things, but it really, you, you have to uh, like prove yourself to su such a ridiculous degree so that the, the yeah. credibility is there when it comes to negotiating contracts and things like that? Yeah, totally. Like, right. You, so uh, it's not like we, when we signed a contract to play for the U.S. National League, it's not like the NBA or NFL where we got millions of dollars just like, okay, no, oh, no. So our, our per diem when we first got on the team was $10. We had to bring our own cleats. We wore men's uniforms. There, there was no such thing as women's soccer gear at the time anyway. But it, we, we, it was, we stayed in horrible hotels, okay? just horrible. We traveled coach to China and all places around the world smashed in together. That first world cup we played one game, then you'd have a day off. You'd play another game. Nowadays they get three days in between. They're in cushy first class. It's, you know, in order to like do that and then um, fight um, to gain more and get more for your sport and your team, you, you've got to like love what you're doing and love the people you're doing it with. And so that, gosh, that's so essential. It's just true. Cause we had, we went on strike against US soccer. We, there was like really some um, big decisions to be made that could have affected our careers. And uh, it was just really um, all about, you know, that, the, and that's for me, that's what I, I'm that way. Anyway, I, I follow that um, every day. That's so why I do what I do. You know, it's animal rescue, and it's probably why I'm poor. 
So <laughs> <laughs> the uh, okay, uh, Michelle, the the uh, the news about the the ninety nine film, uh, the ninety nine ers yeah. film from uh, from that's going on. It's going to be on Netflix. The Girls uh, of Summer, I believe, is the title. Yeah. So uh, yeah. this is this is super cool. Obviously, uh, probably long overdue. You know, I I I think a lot of people are really expecting this. Do you? What are the details? Do you know anything about the film and its production? Do you know who is going to play? Michelle Akers, possibly, or who who would you like uh, to play Michelle Akers? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I don't. Um, I I don't know any details. I'm, I, you know, that's a, like a Julie Foudy detail thing. Um, <laughs> I'm just meat and potatoes doing the you know the stuff in the background all the time. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Um, we don't know a lot of details actually because COVID sort of interrupted the pro- the process. So they said you know maybe we'll start doing some of the filming next spring. Uh, but obviously we've got a lot, a lot of COVID stuff to kind of get through and see where everybody is in the world with the pandemic. Um, but, I, and I don't know who is going to play who I, so many people, I, God help me. I don't even know. Who would you guys say? To play Maybe, you? To play you. Yeah. I mean, it has to be, well, yeah, it's uh, big. We need big haired folks. Yeah. Big uh, hair. Early haired <laughs> folks. I mean, I, I mean, Tall, tall, big hair. Hey, you need tall and big hair. I mean, maybe like limited, right? Because I don't know who's tall in Hollywood right now. Uh, Charlize Theron, you know, she's pretty tall. Yeah, she could play it. She could. (laughs) Okay, she could put like a wig on for sure, or just go all the way and just get the hair permed up. You know what I mean? She's so good. She's so good. Just. Fairy Farrah Fawcett. Oh my gosh! You know, yeah, (laughs) that was the hair I wanted as a teenager when I was in high school. I was like, I wish I had that hair. Yeah, R.I.P. But we did, we did mention a little bit about uh, sort of your horse rescue, and I mean, this is common, right? Most soccer players are the great that are the greatest in the world retire and then rescue horses <laughs> in the yeah, other side of the country from thing. where they were raised. How did that, <laughs> I, know, I know you grew up being a big fan of horses, but yeah. I mean, how did you get into horse rescue? Yeah, I know. Um, well, okay. I retired. I, and I, okay. I've, I used to read black stallion books as a kid and like think, Oh my gosh, I want to be that kid and have my own black stallion. So that was like my dream. And I also dreamed of being a Pittsburgh Steeler and, and being like Mean Joe Green, but that was a different. Okay, so just the tossing horse the thing, towel. You would have made that happen. Let's not <laughs> act like oh that God. wouldn't. Like you wouldn't have made I that idolized that as well. You guys are idolizing Mean Joe Green and the Steelers. I got I got sent to the principal's office in third grade because I was like, I'm going to play in the Steelers, and they sent me to the principal's office. So I got what are we? The level of yeah. like, hold on, was your I, principal an agent for a sports <laughs> agent? <laughs> Yeah, the cowboys. But, but the level of like, I, I think uh, indoctrinated like sexism that a girl can't even want to be like Mean Joe Green and and she get punished for it. That's just absurd. It's so wrong. It's so wrong. <laughs> yeah, my mom came in and was like, I thought I was in so much trouble, you guys. I, you know, I never went to the principal's office. Then my mom came in and I saw her face. You know, oh my gosh! So I was probably <laughs> crying, and she's like. How dare you tell my daughter what she can do and what she can't oh, that's be ashamed. And she just ripped them. And I was like, yes. Yeah. So, that's a, um, props yeah, to mom. Yeah, that's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then, so my second dream, I, you know, I did not become a Pittsburgh Steelers. I did kick some field goals though. I almost played for the Cowboys. Um, yeah, yeah. after I, was it after I retired? No, 
it was right when I graduated from college. This guy came and asked me to kick field goals. That, that's another story. Um, so I said I wanted to play soccer. So the horses, I had, I retired from soccer. I had a horse. I got a couple horses, and I was just going to be a cowgirl and do my black stallion thing. And there was this horse in our neighborhood, uh, down like down those dirt road, and um, it was a abandoned and incredibly neglected. And I'm sorry, and where did you grow up that there was a horse in your neighborhood? Oh, <laughs> no, this up, is in, I grew up in like this the is hood. the only horse I saw until twenty something had a cop on it. I, never, <laughs> I, mean, no, I had a, like dogs. No. There's a dog on that street, but I never had a horse in my neighborhood. This, this was after I retired from soccer, so I was in, and it was near Orlando and a little bit ruralness. Um, and there was a dirt. There was like our neighbor. They had like five acres, twenty acre little like uh you know properties and i had a couple horses and then you i would take my son who's a baby on a bike ride down this dirt road and there there were there was this horse in this kind of abandoned property so that's okay so then for like a year people are calling calling animal control nothing and so finally uh animal control came with the cops and got this horse and somebody took it in and I just, I wanted to see that horse and be like, you're okay. You're good. You're in a good home. You know, like close the, the chapter on that. And so I went there, they asked, they said, would you volunteer to, um, transport other horses taken in by animal control? So I was like, Oh, sure. Uh, sign my name. Next morning they called me. We got 12 horses. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and they next, literally next morning, we have there was a criminal case they brought in a horse it's it's needing transport can you foster Wait, the it the horse was I, a criminal no. yeah. you guys are from new york yeah. new jersey the horse is wearing one of those old timey burglar masks <laughs> and the striped shirt yeah, oh my god this horse yeah. robbed the bank yeah. 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 you 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 god you, you rescue and rehabilitate horses which yeah. is great well Criminal find out horses. who duct taped the knife to the horse's leg can we find that out before my <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's crazy! <laughs> oh man, yeah. Well, okay. But yes, this is very much a legitimate animal rescue. Yeah. This is it amazing is. work. It, okay, yes, the, yeah. The animals are not criminals, by the way. Okay, so I picked up this horse. She was, uh, I, I was actually scared to get this horse because she was so bad, just near death. So I was, I finally was like agonizing. I'll do it. I'll try. So I brought her to my house and, and my barn and, and walked her in it. And, and she would, she like went oh, like this. Now my vet said, she's going to die. Uh, she's not going to make it, but I know. So I just, you know, tried, I brought her back a um, lot, a lot of help from other people. But um, then I said, you know what, if I could save one horse, other people can save a horse. So that was kind of how I, I started it all. Like, you know, let's just do this kind of one horse at a time and give what you can and, and we'll make, you know, we can make a difference. So that, so then it just became more. And incredible. I, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really interested to, from your perspective, uh, coming from where you started to what's happening now, uh, seeing the women uh, still fighting for, for their equal pay, yeah. but also just, 
the world of women's soccer and that it, it seems to have not just turned a corner, but taken a leap uh, from this past World Cup. Yeah. Uh, the NWSL seems to be stronger and bigger than ever with incredible uh, ratings. Uh, they did an incredible job uh, with, with the bubble in, in Utah. And sort of yeah. it seems like we're now at a point where momentum is continuing to build in women's soccer to the point where it's not an adjacent sport to soccer. It is soccer. What are your yeah. thoughts on that? And, and coming from where you come from, this insane fandom, what is your perspective on that? all of this yeah well i i'm i mean over the moon i i it, it it blows me away and yet um it's it's still not happening fast enough so um i i'm really i'm just really proud of like all, all these players and people who continue to to grow the game because after the 99 world cup um the there was a kind of some rebuilding from for, for the u.s side and what I was so excited about was these players that were playing for the U.S. were like maintaining that incredible standard um, that the U.S. has always had. And at the same time, kind of building their own team, their own legacy, um, which to me was incredibly exciting and, and so much needed, you know, because the, the, the new players that have come who are now the, the you know, the studs of our current game, uh, are, are pushing everything forward and growing the game and, and taking it where it needs to go to be, to be successful and continue to be successful. So, uh, and the, the COVID, the, the, the COVID thing for the NWSL, they were the only sport playing. I mean, my God, that's huge. And so that was brave and courageous yet. Um, they did it incredibly smart, you know? Um, so, I am, you know, in awe um, of them and super proud of them. Um, and at the same time, you know, we have these state, statements from U.S. soccer, you know, last year saying that, you know, uh, the the women's players don't have enough to offer. They don't have the same to offer as the men. So, you know, you hear these things still are out there. So we have so far to go still, but the, the, the incredible strides that we've taken, the game has taken because of these new players, um, Pino, I mean, smashing down the doors. Um, so I love, I love seeing it really excited. Yeah. The, you, you had mentioned also, uh, briefly before about kicking for the Dallas Cowboys. I, I'm curious because yeah. Carly Lloyd, uh, yeah. was also in the news, uh, because she was, uh, I, I don't think they ever said a specific team, I but think it was uh, the Eagles. Okay, so yeah, she is an Eagles fan, right? Uh, um, the, there was a lot of uh, obviously Twitter didn't exist when you were, you know, yeah. training with the Cowboys, right? But there was a lot of like negativity, obviously directed at her. Was there? Yeah. What, what was the feeling like when you were just out there, you know, training or, or or you know or practicing for this? Yeah. So my my story was this agent, a random agent, contacted me and was like, "Hey, I think girl a girl could kick for the NFL." I was like, well, of course they could. Okay. So he's like, come out to Texas and um, let's see if you can kick some field goals. So I, I was like, all right. So I, I just graduated from college. Um, I was planning on going overseas to play professionally um, to, you know, better my soccer career. Um, and so this was like 90, 89, 90. Um, so I went out to Texas and was kicking field goals. It was so easy. So I was off the ground. <laughs> I, I couldn't kick off a tee well. Um, I, I could have learned, but it was off the ground. So I was, I, I didn't miss. I just didn't miss. Amazing. And so I went out to 52 yards and then, you know, I was like, okay, then that's good. So then he had me go out to LA to, 
kick with this uh, kicking coach. His name is Ben Agajanian, who was a kicking coach for the Cowboys. And um, I, he had these little camps. And so I went out and I kicked with him with these other guys um, who wanted to be in the NFL kicking and stuff. And so he told me, look, I can get you into the Cowboys training camp. Um, do you want to go? And I said, I said, no, because I got, I want to be a soccer player. So I, you know, then I, then I went home. Okay. <laughs> so that's how it was. So I never got to get on the field in pads or anything like that. And to be honest, you know, those guys are massive. One, you know, they could just be like ping and I would have flown, <laughs> uh, you know, into the crowd and be, you know, broken into a million pieces. So there would have been, I don't know, a long discussion about what, how that was going to happen, et cetera. But I definitely think a, a female can do it. Um, it's just the, you know, the side part about what if she takes a hit, is she's going to be a, a goner. Yeah, right? yeah. The, the I, side part being the, the inherent violence of the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> being crushed by basically a Mack truck in a human form. But I do love that yeah. the, I think the, the, the moral of the story is, is you almost became Mean Joe Green, Michelle. I, you I almost know. did it. What else do you dream of? What? Dream of a billion I, dollars, Michelle. I know, right? Acres, get it through your head. Why didn't I just go there for a couple months? Acres. And your name is Acres, and now you live on Acres. I'm telling you, your whole life. Yeah. I know. So it's crazy. So when I saw Carly doing that, I was like, oh, this is amazing. It's, it's a no-brainer. You'll be awesome. Thank you so much to Michelle Akers uh, for joining us on the show. Uh, yeah, I don't know how, how often you do comedy shows, but you absolutely crushed it today. Yes, so th- absolutely. <laughs> yes. Le- yes. You're a legend in this too? It's enough. <laughs> so thank you. Only so- because of you guys. <laughs> uh, 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 Michelle, is there anything you want to let people know about uh, before we sign off? Yeah. Um, Michelle Akers Horse Rescue. I talked about my, my horses, my animals. I love to save. Um, you can donate. We, we like donations. MichelleAkers.org. M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-A-K-E-R-S.org. Okay. So, All right. Perfect. Yeah. Make sure you, uh, you right. support. Maybe one day we will, we will get to be at this uh, yeah. rescue. I'm going to pet a damn horse. I want to touch that hair. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it'll be like, uh, Michelle will be like, no, no, no. I'm not the horse. I'm not the horse. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got I got that light, long, straight, uh, no, gorgeous no. horse hair as well. No. <laughs> share it together. It's like, yeah, if, if, uh, if you want to pet a goat, you pet Michelle Akers, yeah. if that works. <laughs> you know what I want? I want the horse to pet me back. <laughs> Do that, Michelle. Uh, everyone, thank you so much for, for joining us. Make sure you follow uh, Michelle on, on Twitter, on Instagram, all social media, wherever uh, she is. Uh, follow at Soccer Cooligans, follow at Football Sports, and subscribe to the Football Sports YouTube channel if you'd like yeah. to see full episodes of the program so uh, let us end the show the way we normally do again thank you so much uh, Michelle Akers for joining us for Michelle Akers my name is Christian Polanco I'm Alexis Guerreros and together what are we the Cooligans